Well, good evening. I'm Rick Dancer. Welcome to Tuesday night on Get Real with Rick Dancer. Um, in case you hadn't noticed, I am taking up a new line of work. Um, I'm now doing phone solicitation, and this is my deep, sexy voice that I use <laughs> when I do phone solicitation calls. I don't know what's up with my voice. I just got a little bit of frog going on down there, I guess. I don't know. But this is what I'm going to talk like for a while. So this is what it's going to be. So that's how it is. We want to thank our sponsors tonight. We have Elements Health Clubs of Lane County, three locations, count them, West Eugene, Springfield off of Gateway, and, and Game Farm. And our other location is right at Oakway by the Oakway Mall. And we're going to be talking about health tonight. We're going to be talking with Casey from the gym about some things. You know, I think New Year's resolutions are the dumbest thing people ever do. It's just make a life change, <laughs> you know, and stick with it. Don't make a resolution because we rarely stick to them. But life changes. And that's what we're going to talk to Casey because he's really good about that stuff. Of course, Kim Stark is here because tonight's her night. So she'll be on talking about other stuff. Bill London is joining us and he's going to give us today's news. He does not have the helicopter tonight. He doesn't have the wheel of fortune, but he has himself. And at the end of our show for Brian Avalon, the, the, the one of the owners of Elements Health Club, specifically for him, we're going to take him to Immigrant Montana and introduce him to a young man who's super cool guy who has Follow Your Nose Barbecue. So all that stuff is coming up and we have to thank our sponsor, other sponsor, Chris Dental, uh, Michael Ratland over at Chris Dental, and we couldn't do it without all of our sponsors, but Michael uh, sponsors the newscast. So I'm going to throw in uh, a little bit of an open here, and then we'll get right to Bill, and we'll get on with the show. So stay with us. Thanks for being with us. Hey, what you could do right now, if you have a little bell on your page, click it, then every time you go live, it'll come right to you. You'll know exactly when we're on. The other thing is just instantly share this on your page, because anybody on your page, this will then go to their page. Get it? And then it spreads it around. So have them do that right now. You do that now, and it'll go out there for everybody to see. Who puts up with this? That's what I don't understand. Bring the lion out. Bring the bring the lion. Um, tonight on our show, we're gonna have. Hey guys, don't you think it's kind of fun that you get to comment on the news? Yeah, there's a cost. Oh yeah, there's a cost. People come after you. Like I think that's why this is so much fun. Is because we'll see you at five. Good evening from the News Radio, 1120 AM and 93.7 FM, KPNW Studios. I'm Bill London, and I also do the wake up call 6 AM to 9. I do. You better listen. All right, here's a look at some of the stories we're following today. Um, and let's start off with this. You want to save a life, you want to spend a little bit of time and maybe help a stranger live, give some blood. Leaders in the Red Cross in Oregon say the organization is facing its worst blood shortage in more than a decade. In recent weeks, the Red Cross had less than a one-day supply of critical blood types and has had to limit blood product distributions to hospitals at times as much as a quarter of hospital blood needs are not being met. And according to Oregon's Red Cross, doctors are actually being forced to decide which patient receives blood transfusion and who has to wait. So, hey, give some blood, save a life, and get a cookie or two, and maybe some juice. It's a good thing. <laughs> 
All right, so research from Oregon State University shows, believe it or not, that hemp compounds can prevent coronavirus from entering human cells. The study was led by Richard Van Bremen, a researcher at Oregon State's Global Hemp Innovation Center, College of Pharmacy, and Linus Pauling Institute. The findings were published today in the Journal of Natural Products. Scientists at Oregon Health and Science University and OSU found that a pair of cannabinoid acids bind to coronavirus spike proteins, which blocks the way the virus infects people. Now, according to Van Bremen, these cannabinoid acids are abundant in hemp and in many hemp extracts and have a good safety profile in humans. The compounds can be taken orally and have a long history of safe use. They have a potential to prevent as well as treat infection of COVID-19. CBDA and CBGA are produced by the hemp plant and they're precursors to CBD and CBG, which are familiar to many consumers, but they're different from those acids. And you will hopefully be able to learn more about it, of course, unless Big Pharma decides that, no, it's bad, and then you'll never hear anything about it again. A lone wolf that dispersed from an established Oregon wolf pack was found shot dead this week in the northeastern part of the state up by just south uh, east of Wallawa. The wolf, OR106, was a two-year-old collared female. Now, this comes on the heels of another investigation, which was the poisoning of an entire pack of wolves in Northeast Oregon late last year, as well as the poisoning deaths of several other wolves. And the reward in that last case is $50,000. Well, as part of Governor Kate Brown's move to get soft on crime, a Kaiser man, life sentence for murdering his mother and attempting to murder his father as a teenager has been commuted, prompting the dismissal of a civil lawsuit last month. Governor Kate Brown commuted Brett Pearson's life sentence with a possibility of parole after 40 years, that was the original sentence, granting him the ability to petition the state for release after 15 years in prison. So far, Pearson, who's now 25 and committed the crimes as a teen, has served eight years in prison. So when he's 32, he'll be able to file. On December 27th, following Brown's pardon, Pearson dropped a pending post-conviction petition against the state, claiming the original sentence was unconstitutional. Now, here on Get Real with Rick and also on my show, The Wake Up Call, we have shined a spotlight on many of these cases that the governor has commuted the sentences for. And we're talking about some really heinous crimes that were committed by these juveniles. There was a reason why they were given extraordinarily long sentences because the crimes they committed were horrible, hideous, in many cases sadistic, and, yeah, pardon me for saying so, downright evil. Well, with a daily average of almost 7,000 new cases in Oregon last week, local hospitals are already overcrowding with patients. And doctors are pleading with people around the state. Now, this story comes from Portland, but another story from Lane County is basically showing the same thing. And that is 
are asking people not to go to the emergency room for sicknesses that can be easily treated at home. In particular, don't go into the emergency room with unnecessary requests. And specifically what they're referring to are COVID tests. Yes, that's right. There has been a shortage of COVID tests out there. And a lot of people are showing up at emergency rooms saying, give me a COVID test. Doctors are saying that they want people to recover at home whenever possible to try and help the overwhelmed and short-staffed emergency rooms. Doctors say this doesn't mean you need to be overly tough on yourself. If you don't feel well and you're on the fence, well, then go see a doctor. Speaking of COVID, the University of Oregon's Graduate Employee Union filed an unfair labor practice complaint with the State Employment Relations Board, alleging that the university's new COVID-19 policies violate their contract. The Graduate Teaching Fellows Federation, also known as GTFF, says the university's new policies constitute a change in their working conditions for graduate employees, and that needs to be negotiated through bargaining. The GTFF requested that the University of Administration move classes online for two weeks or until surging COVID cases in the campus community decrease to a reasonable level. Well, what the University of Oregon said was that if for instance, a teacher, instructor was sick, they could do remote classes, or 20% of their class had to be out with some sort of illness, then they could go to online learning. Well, according to the Graduate Teachers Union, by making graduate, and this is their statement, by making GEs keep track of the 20% threshold of COVID-related absences and making GEs record their classes, the university is making direct changes to working conditions without our consent through bargaining. And right now the union is encouraging its members to exercise their right to refuse to work in an unsafe environment. Does this sound anything like the teachers in Chicago? Yeah, kind of, sorta. All right. That's pretty much all we have for right now. That said, I'll see you tomorrow morning on The Wake Up Call on KPNW. Now, it is time to get real, 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 real with Rick. All right, Billy, thank you. So does it strike anybody else as kind of curious that this uh, the, the GEs at the U are are complaining if you're changing our work environment when the whole welcome to the world that the rest of us live in. <laughs> oh, God, you know? oh, oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, hasn't affected anybody else in any way at all whatsoever, huh, Kim? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Interesting. And he didn't mention what's going on with Portland schools. So we'll talk about that, too. What's happening in Portland? Well, they're going back to remote, some of them, um, due to COVID-related issues. So I think it's basically due to staffing shortages and then all of the infections going on there. So now going backwards. Well, Kim, I'm going to leave the, the, the conversation, but I just happened to find somebody uh, who's a Portland <laughs> parent, and uh, they are not very happy about that. So I'm going to let you and Ben have a little conversation here. Oh, good. Okay. Hi, Ben. Hi, Kim. Oh my gosh. So yeah, I was pretty surprised that this actually happened. Tell us a little bit about what you, what you know, first of all. Well, look, I mean, uh, um, I know that uh, 
first and foremost, I'm a parent of a uh, second grader in the Portland Public Schools, second grade boy. So um, that's kind of my first thing. But I'm also, I work in politics, so uh, I'm not surprised this was happening. We knew this was going to happen weeks ago, that they were just um, slowly moving us um, into uh, this uh, shutdown stage. But look, you know, what I think is happening is, uh, this is the political Ben. I'm going to go with dad Ben here in a minute. But political Ben says... Um, you know, uh, the, the, they went through these uh, mandates and a lot of teachers ended up traumatized uh, because of the um, accommodations and they left or left the state or they're, they're not going to, um, you know, wear a mask all day and um, right. they're not coming to work. And of course, there's uh, people that are sick and, you know, at the hospitals, they're telling um, nurses and, and, uh, and doctors who are uh, sick with COVID to come into work anyways. Um, and so uh, my feeling is, is, uh, my my second grade boy is in no danger of of uh, having anything serious happen from COVID nineteen. In fact, he's already had it and he's fine. Um, it was very it was nothing for him. He got a little sick uh, for about four hours one day, and then it turned out our whole family got COVID, and then uh, he was the first one. So <laughs> that was all that happened with him. Uh, right. And so I, I as a as a the, the dad Ben is like you know what it's 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 a bug uh, you know whatever. Um, let's let's keep these kids in school and and um, but I'll tell you on the dad side uh, I, I I am really 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 upset um, just since 2020 uh, how much damage um, the public schools are doing to our kids I'm watching it every single day my we have an 11 year old who now in the middle of his basketball season is uh, it's over that they're they're shutting the schools in Tigard and um, all the all the in Tualatin and in Portland and um, his season's over and, and um, th these kids can't live in an isolated way. They can't live with masks over their face uh, all the time, all day long. It's abusive, in my opinion, as a parent. Um, and, uh, you know, they go to school and, and there's, a, there's this strange curriculum um, related to CRT and, and CSE. And, and now they're just sending them back home. And, um, and I, I think it's extraordinarily pathetic. And, and I, we're desperate to get our kids out of public school. We're desperate. Right. They talk about how it's a it's you know, there's one point nine million children diagnosed with depression. I mean, this has been going on. You know, the numbers aren't going down. They're going up. There's all these kids are taking away the extracurricular stuff. I mean, what is the answer if someone says, well, we don't have the staffing. You know, we've got the infections on the rise. What can we do? You got to buck up. You got to buck up and go to work. You know, how many how many of us are bucking up and going to work every single day? And, and I think the reality is, is you've got this. Our school system is completely this political Ben coming back here. Uh, that our, our, our school system in the state of Oregon, our government schools are run by teachers unions. These teachers unions are meant uh, to protect the uh, uh, comp plans and the working conditions for teachers. But instead, these teachers unions are damaging the kids. They, they've lost all sense of what the ultimate purpose is and who this government agency is supposed to serve. Our public schools are supposed to take care of our kids and teach them. And, and, and I mean, I say take care of them. I don't mean babysit. I mean, take care of them, be, 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 of, be caring to them. And they're not, and, and, and kids are fighting. They're closing schools down um, because of fights and, and like uh, they can't keep it in control, but they're, they're teaching the kids to be against each other with this indoctrination. And, and now when they're, they're sending them home and, and um, to isolate them even more and to drive fear into the parents' hearts. And, and I think so many people don't realize that, you know, for most of us, for for the vast majority of us, you know, Omicron is is not a threat to our lives. It's just it's it's just not. And and so many of us have already gotten it, and so many are, are vaccinated, 
uh, and, and, and are going to have mild cases anyway. So I just think we have to we have to go back to normal. But you know what? It's an election year, so we're not going to go back to normal. We're going to go back to 2020. Yeah, and we hear about people and the kids who are, you know, the behavior issues, the teachers are overwhelmed. I mean, no one's, it's, it's, it's hard on everyone right now. And the kids, they say, oh, they can just be at home. Yeah, I've heard people argue, it's okay. They'll be okay at home playing video games. Actually, they're not okay at home playing. They're, they're isolated not. and they need this web around them. Mm-hmm. Hey, Ben, thank you for coming on and uh, talking for, as a parent from there. I know, I know local parents are concerned, uh, have called me and writing me and they're concerned because a lot of times what Portland does uh, trickles down to Eugene, Springfield, and other districts because they all start to panic and go, oh, oh look what's going on. And I think parents are really concerned. So it's nice to get a point of view. And I, I like how you, this is political. This is a parent. <laughs> well, I'm both, man. We're, you got to know. I've got the political perspective. And then I've got, I'm a dad and I love my son, my boys. And and um, they're all being damaged. They've been damaged for two years straight. Hey, buddy. Thank you again for filling and coming in and talking with us. I appreciate you it. You. Anytime. Happy to be you, back. You betcha. <laughs> I know. It's like the teacher hat and the mom hat kind of all goes together here. You know, what I, I think about these kids and how they're suffering and how it's not, you know, I, there's just got to be a better answer than just saying, OK, let's go back to remote. We know it doesn't work. We know that, you know, statistically that the kids are doing academically, they're not showing that growth at all. So you you and you have more. Do you want to run your pictures for you? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, there, this is a little bit of positive here. Okay, so there is, so this month is actually National Mentoring Month. So you can go to a couple of these sites and one of them is called um, mentoring.org and then the other is get ready set org. And both of these sites are where you can go on. You can actually uh, opt to be a mentor for these kids who need help right now. So if, if going back to, um, you know, if they're online and they're at home, they won't have that support around them. Well, if you want to, you're an adult that can help out, go on there and um, put in your info and help volunteer, give these kids something to, you know, someone to talk to, um, a role model, if you will. Um, one of the, um, the hardest, things is for adolescents, you know, who are going through this and trying being isolated and not knowing where to go for help. And of course, you know, the counselors are overwhelmed. So this is a, a one thing that you can do to help um, your kids, your, your people that you know, um, neighbors go onto those sites and, um, and those are right there. And they're really easy and really straightforward. So we'll move on to that, though, because um, talking about, um, you know, the, your risks and things like that, Rick, well, there was one study that showed that actually just being regularly active can help with COVID and maybe reduce your chance of actually having to get the severe COVID where you have to go to the hospital. Um, so this is just one, one study that's been done so far, but it is showing promising results. And so we'll talk about how um, being active can actually help. And one of our sponsors, Elements Health Clubs, <laughs> they know all about staying active. So let's talk to Casey over here and see what you guys are doing for the new year. Casey. Yeah, you know, it's pretty fascinating that we don't talk a lot about just the health part of it and how much uh, right. just physical activity. Uh, there's, you know, some studies that show that lean body mass has a has a correlation between preventing COVID and, and the ongoing issues with that. So it's pretty exactly. fascinating to me that we're not talking about nutrition and supplementation and exercise, but we should be. And and yep. some of us are, some of us still are, and then smart people are actually figuring that part out, that that's something that's going to be important. So yeah, right. what we have going on in, in 2022, I mean, you know, contrary to popular belief, January is not a busy time in the health club. I mean, traditionally mm -hmm. people would come in if they had memberships in the past and, and mm -hmm. maybe weren't using them, but they would show up in January. But right. uh, generally we see February being more of a busy month of just new people wanting to get started because they want to avoid what they think is a busy club. 
And uh-huh. uh, ironically, it doesn't start getting busy until later on, uh, later on in the month. But we've got okay. a great special with our um, with our premier memberships. You actually we talked about my zones in the past. You actually get mm-hmm. a my zone. $149 value when you get a premier membership with us right now, which is the heart rate monitoring system Right. that you can do from an app at home, uh, anywhere that you work out. And you can obviously do it in the gyms with the screens uh, in the classes. So that's a cool promotion we have going on. And uh, but what I really wanted to talk about tonight was our nutritional programs that we offer. Oh, good. Uh, piggybacking on what we were talking about. And, you know, the interesting thing is that people really underestimate how much they eat by about 40%. And that's that's a real study that's out there. And they overestimate how hard they work out by 30%. So you have like the 70% swing going on here, which is what generally gets most of us into trouble. So we actually have uh, some really great programs that that will sync. Like when we launch this app that's coming in February, it'll actually sync with your Apple Health. Uh, We can uh, sync that with your MyFitnessPal. We can offer some uh, macros, some suggestions based on your total energy expenditure, based on what your goals are. Because if we're really going to talk about more than a workout, we have to talk about the other 23 hours in the day. You know, you're not one workout that you get is we want that to be fantastic. We want it to be encouraging, fun, uh, energetic, motivating. But then what happens in the other 23 hours is kind of the, the time that gets us in trouble. Right. Okay. How should okay. we be eating? How should we be repairing our muscles from the workouts? Uh, how do we get restful sleep? So we have, you know, another whole component of our nutritional program that is getting into the, the healthy habits of long-term, just like, you know, the other 23 hours of the day, right? Oh, good, so- right. Right, exactly. And I know Stephanie asked on here if Elements has stuff for 12-year-olds. That's the nice thing about your club. You do have stuff for all ages. We do. Yeah. The active kids program. If you haven't heard of that, come on into the gym, check it out, come on into the club and just talk to somebody about it. There's some really cool things that are happening with that. We want the kids to be active and moving. Uh, some of the locations can do a little bit more of the movement in the gymnasium and that kind of thing, but uh, check it out. Cause it's really cool. And again, we don't want people to just be stuck in like a daycare setting where they just right. are playing with toys, you know, off in a corner somewhere. We want them to be able to just jump into like a, a, a dodge, a friendly dodgeball game or some balancing exercises, or maybe some, some just, uh, you know, roll the dice and see how many uh, burpees or how many jumping jacks you're going to do. So something right. fun like that, that just keeps the kid, you know, sometimes, sometimes what's cool is when the kids want to come to the gym, they force the parents to come to the gym. Exactly. Exactly. That has happened. That has happened to me personally. It is a fun thing to see them get into those habits. So it's great. Well, thank you, Casey, for all the stuff that you guys are sharing. And it'll be more important than ever if these extracurricular activities are canceled, they'll need someplace to go. So, yep, kids are welcome. See, I, have, I have my MyZone on my map right there on my phone. And there, what's so yeah. cool about the MyZone, too, is you don't have to just use it at the gym. When Kathy and I go for a run, when we were in Montana recently, um, people were trying to get ahead of us on the on, How the, dare on they? the ring but everything every skiing thing we did everything counted and it went right back to springfield oregon and it was like we came back and it was like we had not been anywhere people go, i thought we could beat you while you were gone i'm going no we were still doing stuff <laughs> so and, that, and that's a lifestyle of fitness that's a lifestyle right. of health and and what's great about that is just like an instagram or a, a facebook account you can like people's workouts you can comment on them and that shows the, the studies on that show that people will exercise even like four times more when they know somebody else is watching, even mm-hmm. from a distance, even from a mountaintop, right? Right. Well, yeah, so even traveling. That's awesome. 
in our gym in Springfield, we have monitors on the wall. And so when you go into a class, your name pops up and then your monitor tells you how hard you're working. I thought that was really cool until all of a sudden one day I went, wait a minute, my wife is working way harder and the whole class now knows it, even though I always do it. And then it's what's fun, Casey, is somebody will walk by who has a MyZone on and I'll look up and go, oh, John's here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But you know what's interesting is I, I always want to let people know about this because if you're just starting out exercise, Remember that the, some of the easier exercise, or quote unquote, easier exercises are going to get your heart rate up higher. So yep. it's not like you're disadvantaged by not being fit and, and ultra healthy. You're actually going to be in those higher zones um, yeah. as quickly or quicker than a lot of people who have been exercising for a long period of time. So yeah. you're not. So the difference is if you're doing like a time challenge or an AMRAP or some kind of workout where, where it's based on how many reps you can do or how, how fast you can do it, um, that's discouraging for a lot of people who are beginning. But when you're seeing that you're going at your own pace and you're still at a, at a very awesome heart rate zone, then that's going to be encouraging. And you're going to see that it's just going to include you into the community and part of the whole team. Yeah. In fact, as the healthier you get, the harder you have to work because your heart rate gets used to it. And so I'm over here pushing and pushing to try to get that up there. So it's, exactly. it's really a great tool. I, I love it, Casey. I think it's like one of the best things I've ever done. And on days when I know, I don't need to be working that hard. It's really good. I can watch my heart and go, I don't, I, I don't need to be in the yellow. I can get down to the green and that's fat bird. And I want to be right there where I'm doing it. So it's super helpful for people. I think it's the greatest thing we've got, got you know. Great yeah, that's a nice solution that you're yep. offering that. Yep. Great accountability. And I tell you what, there's been times where I've gotten halfway to the gym and I've turned around because I forgot my mind's on. I'm yeah. not going to work out without it because I have so much fun with it. All right. Casey, thank you, man. Appreciate your thank time. Thank you. Good to see and you guys. You guys support, obviously. <laughs> Well, Kim, you just what well, you worked your butt off today, didn't you? I know, right? So much to talk about. So little time. So well, thanks for being here. And uh, wait, what's today? Oh, so Thursday you'll be back with. We'll be back with talking about what's coming up for the weekend. So if you guys are watching, you have something you want to share, um, upcoming events, send them our way. We'll get them on there on Thursday. Yeah, if you guys have an event or anything going on, let Kim and me know. Send it to either Rick or Kim. Um, our emails are on there. You just send it to us, and then we'll get you uh, in the party zone so you'll know what's happening, what's fun, and what's going on. So that's we right. appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, if you're All one right, of the Kim cool people, they can reach out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, cool Rick. Doing it. See you later. All right, you guys. So uh, Brian, uh, one of the owners at uh, Elements, loves travel stuff. So uh, on his show, we always try to come up with a travel stuff. So I, I met this guy that you're going to meet. He actually met his wife being a raft guide in Maupin, Oregon. And now he lives and owns two businesses in a little place called Immigrant, uh, Montana. It's a really cool town. There's a little saloon. There's a, an outdoor venue where they do uh, um, uh, concerts and stuff like that in the summertime, uh, a little fishing shop. And then he has a place called Follow Your Nose Barbecue. And then his wife has a bakery. And it's the coolest little place. So I want to introduce you to this friend of mine. So take a look. I own Follow Your Nose Barbecue here in Immigrant, Montana. And my wife and I also run the Wildflower Bakery next door. So how did a kid from Georgia get to Montana? By way of rivers. <laughs> the love of uh, love of whitewater and, and where they take you and, and uh, how, it gets, how it gets you all over the world if you wanted to. And we ended up here because the Yellowstone River is, is uh, right through the valley here. And uh, that's what brought us here. So where did you meet your wife? In Oregon, working on a river, <laughs> the little town called Moppin. Yeah, she, her, her family uh, has, has a place here and we, we came here to visit and, and never left. So really cool. 
So tell me about the first time somebody in this part of the country said uh, they were going to barbecue ham, going to barbecue hamburgers. Oh uh, yeah, I thought that uh, I thought that we were going to have a barbecue after a long day of work, and turns out uh, barbecue ended up being hot dogs and hamburgers, and I was quite disappointed that it wasn't actually going to be pulled pork and smoked food. So I learned right then and there that grilling is not barbecue. <laughs> so. So Montana didn't understand that? No, Montana didn't understand that. Neither did a lot of other places here in the Northwest. You get The farther you get out of the South, the, the less about barbecue is smoked meat. It's more about grilled. So um, grilled steak, grilled hamburgers, and everything like that is, is, uh, is barbecue. And, well, this is uh, what we do here is, is actually barbecue. It's smoked food, smoked brisket, smoked pork, smoked sausage, chickens, ribs. That's barbecue. We like that. Baby back ribs, spare ribs. It's so all gonna be a dinner night. These will all be off the smoker probably about 4.30. Is that your, is that your turkey? Chicken. That's a big chicken. Yeah, those chickens are ginormous anymore. Briskets go, like we roll through maybe like 10 briskets on a busy day. Um, so that right there is, that's, that's like 100 pounds probably of brisket. Then probably about the same equivalent of pork. Um, why do you do this? Oh, because I love to eat it. I love to eat it. If, uh, if, if nobody comes to get the food and, and I get to, to eat a sandwich, I'd say it's success. We, we cooked pork butts all throughout the year, especially on 4th of July, any gatherings, because what it does, it just brings people together. Because you can't cook a pork butt for one person. You're not going to just throw a pork butt on the grill for yourself. Uh, you, you, you cook it for a lot of people to bring people together and that's what it would do, it would bring our family together. Like uh, my dad would cook it, my uncles would cook them and he'd spend all night cooking, drinking whiskey, having a good time and, and uh, um, brings the family together the next day. So we grew up doing that and, and uh, I missed that when I got out here. And here we are, trying to bring people together. Completely expanded all this. I, I called back and asked my mom and dad and, and uh, family to, to raid the barns back home and, and send us all their old stuff. So a lot of this stuff came from uh, came from our family, which is cool. Georgia and Virginia. Um, a lot of these things belong to my granddad. So pretty cool. I just love to bring people together. I love to have. I love to see people have a good time. And if if people can. Uh, have a good time while they while they share good food and a cold beer and listen to live music. That's success. It's community. So the world isn't a blue screen and a telephone or an iPhone <laughs> and a, a computer. How many screens do you see here? <laughs> Zero. Yeah, that's kind of the idea. I've had a lot of people tell me that they can put a screen up under here, and I just don't. I don't want. It. I don't. Uh, I'd rather see people conversating and having a good time instead of scrolling on their phones and and uh, or staring at the television at the ball game of what's what's going on somewhere else. When there's people right here in front of you that you can have a good time with. We've got a post office, we've got a church, we've got a bank, uh, we've got a saloon, and. Um, Hot Springs right across the road in the general store that has anything and everything you could ever imagine. Um, and so here we have, we've got an, a, a place where you can have barbecue and, and a bakery for, for baked goods and coffee in the morning. So it's got a little bit of everything. Well, and that guy's attitude, the way he is, that's what we love about Montana. What you see is kind of what you get. So uh, part of the reason Kathy and I are moving there is because we're going to be doing a lot more of that uh, just to entertain you and make you kind of see the world in a different way. Because uh, don't you think right now we kind of all want to see the world in a different way? And um, it's out there. 
you just sometimes have to go looking for it. So uh, there'll be more about that coming up uh, as we continue to go on. Um, tomorrow night, we have a really interesting show coming for you. Um, we have a woman in Cottage Grove who's very upset. You would be too. She bought a house, got a got people in the city said, oh, everything, everything will be fine. We'll get rid of There's a, a developing homeless issue down there. And now her place is she is, well, I'll let her explain. It, it is a mess. And then we have a mom, and I, I, I will find more about, out about this um, coming on tomorrow. And her son is pretty ill and um, with the cancer. And um, I just, I wanted to give them a chance to just um, talk. Because sometimes I think, um, let's see, how do I say this? I'm a big believer that when you give someone a voice, um, especially when they're in a really... Um, tough place that sometimes that can be um, a way to heal and change people's lives. Um, I remember um, a long time ago when I was a reporter, um, got a call and a young man in Cottage Grove um, had terminal cancer and was doing bone marrow transplant, uh, looking for a bone marrow transplant match. So they were doing a big thing at the church down there. And I went down as a news guy to cover it. And they were taking blood samples to see whose bone marrow might match this young man's bone marrow. And um, people were coming out of the walls just to come help this guy. And they got down to the end and 99 people had come through the line. And there was one test left and there was no one there. One test. And... At that point in my life, that was before I'd had cancer and had blood tests all the time. I wasn't a big blood test kind of guy. And I honestly just didn't want to do it. I didn't, I didn't want to do it. And um, we got down and the kid's looking over at me and I'm looking at him and there's one test. And he looks and I looked and I went, oh, hell, I'll do the blood test. And the kid looked at me and he said, thank you. Um, three months later, he died. A few weeks after that, I got a phone call from his mom. And she said, Rick Dancer, thank you for what you did because my son knew how much you did not want to do that. Now, the only reason you did it was because you knew it was the right thing to do. And he asked me to thank you um, after he died um, for that. It all matters how you treat people. Go with your heart and do the thing that's hard and do the thing. And I know it's just a blood test, but he saw I struggled and he saw my heart. I'm a lucky guy. All right. We will see you tomorrow um, for what could be a very interesting show. Again, we want to thank Chris Dental Family Dentistry for helping to sponsor our show. Brian Casey and all the folks at Elements Health Clubs for not only sponsoring our show, but trying to make our lives better. Um, by giving us the gift of health. 
with right now, I think we all understand just how that is more valuable than any dollar you can ever have. You can spend a lot more money on your health than you can on all this other shit. So anyway, have a good night and thanks. Share this on your page, please. Um, just because Facebook's not my best friend <laughs> and I could really use your help. Um, I don't know why I'm so emotional tonight. I don't know. I just, I don't know, man. I guess that's just getting real, huh? That's how it works. I think the closer I get to moving, the more tears you're going to see. I'm going to miss you guys. I'm going to still be here. But I'm going to miss Oregon and you. Good night.